Okay, so I just came back from Kingston, right? Yep. And I spent um, you know a couple of days there, just helping my sister move or whatever. Um, and my older sister also came along for the ride. And my older sister actually did her undergrad at Queens, and this was probably ten years ago she graduated there, right? Right. So we're sitting in this restaurant and we're having breakfast, and it's a great place. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it right now, but it was a really nice, nice restaurant. And then, um, you know, there's music playing on the background, and then my my older sister, who again had done her undergrad there ten ten years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, she was like, "Wow, this music is typical Kingston. You know, they, ha- <laughs> they haven't changed anything in the last ten years, right?" <laughs> and I, I thought she was just kind of being snide or whatever, and it's just kind of similar type of music, right? Right. But then, like within a couple of minutes, I noticed. Uh, them playing a song. I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, they were playing "Good Intentions" by Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> Do you remember this band? I don't think so. This band was like, like that name is awesome. Mid nineties, uh, <laughs> top forty, Cool FM. Uh, uh, you know, Casey Kasem's top forty, Rick D's countdown. <laughs> Very. I, I like you named every single. Like every single nineties, very music tip- radio. Yeah, thing. very typical night, and I couldn't believe that song. Like I don't even know if you remember, but there's a Futurama to Toad the Wet Sprocket. Lila <laughs> at one point is like, "This really toads the wet sprocket or whatever," <laughs> and it was just it was just pretty crazy to be thrown back to that, that yeah. time. So it, it was a pretty not great song, <laughs> but whatever. It was good for for us. I'll have to look that up. Listen to it. Welcome to the ETC podcast, episode twenty seven for this kind of mixed weather, um, April twenty sixth, uh, two thousand nine. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting next to me, as always, is Aaron Stenger. This is your one stop shop for entertainment, technology, and cars, and all things random. And I want to l- tell the listeners out there, um, well, which apparently is increasing in numbers again, which is great. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe because we started podcasting again finally which is good um but uh you heard city and color on our podcast last week which was definitely a pretty exciting thing right yep. but we got a lot of amazing artists coming up we, we just heard back from a whole whack of artists it's ridiculous and there's one surprise artist aaron that i'm not going to tell you who got back to us oh and it's probably the biggest artist right to get back to us yet um that's that's very exciting and episode 29 so two episodes from now i'm gonna play them and nice. it's massive man <laughs> and it was pretty like it was pretty like regimented too like the the agreement i got they're like you can only use these songs if uh the product is still free um otherwise then you do licenses and you can only use like four songs but they were very that's awesome they're yeah. like taking us seriously i mean it wasn't like a full contract so I, yeah. and i think he was like it was totally cool but i think he just wanted to make yeah. sure that we weren't screwing him right but i mean most of the stuff up to now has been just like Really like artists just being really nice and yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. we can play their stuff. This so is like this is pretty cool and, and it's yeah. and I guarantee you you'll like the band that 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 we're going to play in two episodes. I don't think I've not liked anything played on yet. It's a good point. It's a good <laughs> point. But this band specifically, you're yeah. going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe we got them because <laughs> I was pretty excited. I just found out like like a couple hours ago. Okay, so it's it's pretty crazy, and I, I did want to save them for episode twenty nine because apparently um, yeah. twenty nine is some I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot to. I'm gonna come up with guesses, and then when we do it, I can guess. Yes. Then, yeah. So one thing I've noticed in the last couple of episodes is that we've really been lacking on our actual news items in entertainment technology and cars, right? Oh boy, this is not gonna be a good episode. Then. We we we've been kind of like really lacking on anything kind of useful for people, right? Useful. I mean, we we've had entertaining talks about. Did things. we have useful stuff before, or maybe I, you did? I was. I, we, I guess I, I didn't. listened back in the day, and we actually had some useful stuff. I mean, every I mean, last episode we dropped some Blu-ray release dates, but yeah. I don't even know if people listen to those anymore more uh, um but anyways on that topic i'd like to to give a piece of technology news tonight uh sure. that that's got me kind of excited um so netgear yep. well actually let's start with apple tv all right okay apple tv is quite possibly 
in my opinion, the worst Apple product on the market right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's great in principle, right? Like the idea of being able to stream your music, your photos, your movies, all that stuff like that to your TV is great, right? Right. But the really big problem with it is it's all iTunes specific. Like it only can sync up with iTunes, right? Right. And the only video format that's that's supported by iTunes is MP4. Yeah. And you know, so the thing is, I mean, the whole thing about watching stuff on your TV, you can only play any iTunes stuff, right? Or if you have any AVIs, you have to convert them to MP4, and then this is a really annoying process, right? Right. I know it's un- intended for like purchased iTunes stuff, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, to, to not be able to support AVI or any of the common video formats really yeah. sucks, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. So in the in the past, there has been some solutions uh, released. Uh, Western Digital has a box that you can plug in a hard drive to and plug into your TV and sorts almost every format, which is yep. great. It's really nice and cheap, actually. It's a, yeah. it's a great little device. Um, Netgear and D-Link have also had ones yep. that are really great. Um, but D-Link has recently come out with a new one, and it's now shipping worldwide. It's called the D- Digital Entertainer Del- uh, D- Delight. Digital Entertainer <laughs> Elite. That would be, um, that, they should name it that. They should name it the Delight because it's such a delight. <laughs> uh, it's 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 called the EVA. 9150. And the great thing about this is the only uh, set-top box that I know of that supports the MKV file format. Uh, Well, the Western Digital thing that you mentioned does also. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it does. Except I've, I've heard that it's not great. I heard like so a lot of like uh, people, right. a lot of MKV stuff like plays choppy and it's it's not really okay. It's not a very yeah, strong I processor. I know it plays. I don't know how well. Whereas but... the Elite actually apparently is a, a very decent box for doing this right? right now the other great thing about the elite is it kind of has that western digital aspect to it because there's a 500 gig hard drive in the thing yeah that you can swap out with any hard drive you want yeah and it's wireless well, too we should like we should etc podcast this up and not talk about like these facts are all great and everything yeah but we should talk about why maybe we should talk about why people want this are thing. buying this or wanting this or why they should want this. Okay. Not. I mean, not 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 <laughs> yes. to sound like an advertisement, but yes. you know, what I mean, like uh, this is something that have we talked about this before? Like this is something that's becoming real popular, right? Like having these uh, these kind of like you know, media little media yes. devices, right? Yes. In, in the house. So. Yes. I guess the thing the 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 reason is okay, like like getting content on your computer is like so big nowadays, right? Like yeah. either YouTube videos or AVI or like, you know, latest episodes of whatever yeah. on your computer, all this stuff like that, right? Illegal or or illegal or whatever. Yeah. People are, are getting a lot of this uh, stuff on their, on their... Or just, you know, video, like any videos in general, any type of media yeah, any, in general, any kind of music media in general, right? home videos, whatever. And, you know, there's one route, the home theater PC setup, right? But that, that takes a lot of effort, right? Yeah. I to- mean, it's, uh, it's, there's always trade-offs, right? There's, uh, if there if if there's a lot of effort, there's usually also a lot of gain and flexibility and, yes, and exactly. features. But uh, for the majority of people um, that don't know too much about it or don't want to spend their time exactly. on it, they just want something simple that they can just plug in. This is a perfect solution, right? It's just a really nice out of the box solution. <laughs> Not right? to sound infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get your Netgear box from one eight hundred whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want I, exactly. I don't want to dive too deeply into this and yeah. bore people. But I, I just want to say that if you guys want a cheap, easy, not cheap actually, it's not even that cheap. It's about three ninety nine American. I, I saw a Canadian price about five hundred twenty eight dollars. It's not not exactly the cheapest. Same cost as PS three. We should also mention, which doesn't support MKV though. That currently. is true. I, I bet it, you probably it plays Blu ray. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. But so. um, but if you want some cheap out of the box solution where you can watch, you know, all your your computer content on your TV, yeah, check out check out this box. It's it's, it's pretty cool. What do you got? 
Not much. I, I gotta be <laughs> honest. Uh, I have See, some. This, I have this, some stuff. This is the problem with recording regularly again. I can't. I can't deal with this. Okay, <laughs> you know what's crazy? So I was listening to some of our old podcasts, right? Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And there was one podcast where you had converted your random fact of the day to. Um, it was like. Aaron's random read a piece of Google News and comment on it. I think that like I think that that was gone. That's gone forever. That random. Fact. And there was like five to ten seconds of like dead <laughs> air, man. You were like talking, and it, is, yeah. and it was just like uh, and you're like you're like, and now I need to comment it's, on it. Uh, like, uh, it was it was definitely a moment of uh, unprofessionalism. Yes, on the DC podcast because we're so <laughs> professional. On this That's right. But, but I am not that unprofessional because mm. I do have something here. Right. Interesting story. Um, did you know? They did a little study, and I'm just going to assume it's valid because it's on the internet. Hmm. Uh, they did a study, and uh, would you think that, okay, people who, uh, you know, download, uh, you know, music online illegitimately, mm-hmm. okay, or for free or whatever, yeah. also known as pirates <laughs> yes. on the internet, uh, would you would you expect them, and like, this is, this is kind of intuitive if you think about it, would you expect them to buy more or less legitimate music? Uh, than well, someone who doesn't. Okay, the the reason you're asking me that question, you well, I know because it's a, it's supposed to be a it's surprising a leading question, right? It's a leading question, I know, but it's is it really that surprising? Because a study has found it's really not that surprising. Uh, is the answer that they yeah they purchased they put they purchased more legitimate music, right? Yes, yeah, study finds pirates yeah. buy ten times more more, mu- yes. more music online than non pirates. Now I gotta clarify here online. Okay, right. So I think maybe they're thinking about like online purchasing. Okay, a probably didn't really read the article well enough <laughs> to tell you if it means purchase as, as normal <laughs> but uh, so, okay sorry th- say, say the headline again study finds pirates buy 10 times more music online than non-pirates you want me to read the first paragraph no that's fine that's fine okay that no that makes yeah like it's, it's always the theory behind that you download the music right yeah like, illegally and then you listen to it and you love it right and yeah. then you start like purchasing music from that artist or whatever right yeah it's more like the downloading just becomes an exposure thing yeah right and then it's it's just yeah I mean you know uh, yeah. oh but oh wait here there's a little clarification here yeah. the findings also included that fifty percent of participants had bought a CD in the last six months there you go so so I mean it's like the way I, the way I see it is a lot of people download music yeah and you know I I'm gonna include myself in there yeah you, know, you can arrest me <laughs> whatever anyways uh, you know they can be big music fans yeah right and I still buy CDs of bands that I really yeah. like so at the same time I can I'll still download. The music, you know, because, you know, maybe I just want it early or I want it on my computer. Yeah. But, you know, I still buy music. It's not like I, I have something against buying music. No. You know, so. And I, I like, we still support the, the concerts, right? Yeah. And I, I buy actually a lot of their DVDs, right? Like, mm-hmm. when Dave Matthews Band has a concert, I buy it on DVD, right? And they have a new DV, uh, CD, by the way. Out. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Which uh, they're naming after their saxophones, apparently. Yeah, the late uh, Leroy Moore. Moore. Yes. Yeah, so. I uh, haven't listened to it. That was but. your piece of news that you gave me, and I just broadcast it on the air and called my. That's own. right. See that? Look at two pieces of news. <laughs> yes. Right. That's so. impressive. But yeah. back to the that's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, you know, when they started, like, it was wicked because they started packaging DVDs in with the CDs, right, and stuff like that, and I started buying them, and yeah. it started making sense to me. And yeah, totally. I mean, but I, I think yeah, people who download music, it's just they're just music fans, and and yeah. So I mean, it's it's stupid to like you know the whole record companies arguments about them taking away sales yeah like i don't think it's that valid you know no exactly like so this 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 kind of that proves it right here so right yeah okay um i i was i was contemplating discussing this uh, uh now but it's a pretty long discussion and we're coming up to our music <laughs> bit so uh, okay. i, I want to slip in some quick thing here uh sure. some other random news okay um remember how i mentioned a couple podcasts ago that uh curious case of benjamin button was coming out on blu-ray 
Yeah. I kind of mentioned it in, in my slew of all these Oscar nominees uh, coming out. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, this was one of the first major releases from Criterion Collection, which we've always, which we've also talked about on the on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know what episode, um, but that's that's pretty exciting because right? the Criterion always does yeah. their DVDs like crazy well, right? I believe they've had a couple others, but this is you know first kind of modern film, yeah. uh, major release. It's going to be a two disc uh, special edition, and the box art looks great. It's, it doesn't have that stupid blue stripe on it, <laughs> which I mentioned before. Um, but check out Benjamin Button. Uh, I could probably give you a release date if this podcast was any what so <laughs> what? whatsoever informative, uh, but yeah. I think it's coming out next week or something like that. Sure, let's say that. Yeah, let's, let's by the time you listen to this, it probably don't, doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, It'll exactly. Be out, so. But but definitely definitely <laughs> check. It. I, I haven't seen the movie, but according to Aaron, it's it's a pretty phenomenal movie. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, remember at the beginning of this podcast. See, I'm tying this all together now, which is great. Um, you know, remember at the beginning of the podcast, I was, t- I was talking about Kingston and how my well, the sister went to like ten minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm tying it all to the uniformity of an episode. Okay, sure. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, and how she had, uh, she did her undergrad at Queens or whatever. Yeah. Well, she did her undergrad at Queens. And one of the artists that she actually introduced me to was, I believe, someone who's, I, I don't know if she's native to Kingston. She might be. But she's uh, she plays a lot in Kingston. And she has some tie to Kingston. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, her name is Sarah Harmer. And yes. Sarah Harmer is a phenomenal Canadian artist who's uh, she's even collaborated with actually um, the Tragically Hip on a song. How, yeah, that's right. how amazing is this? She, she, she has a song called Silver Road, which is an amazing song, by the way. Yeah. But it's her, Sarah Harmer, featuring the Tragically Hip, like featuring a band. <laughs> how, how many solo artists do you know that that have a song where they feature an entire that, band? That's true. I can't think of it. Uh, it's pretty yeah. crazy. Anyway, she has a lot of amazing songs, and um, her 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 crew. Uh, uh, actually, was nice enough to give us permission to play uh, some of her songs on our our podcast. One of the best songs by Sarah Harmer, I was actually I actually didn't discover to way down the road um, is is a song called Lodestar, and I I figured I I actually found this out by my trip to Scotland. Uh, I, I met someone there who was a big Sarah Harmer fan, yeah. and she got me into the song called Lodestar. And now, in all honesty, I believe it's my favorite Sarah Harmer song. <laughs> So this is Sarah Harmer with her song, Lodestar. Out of the night, into the water, we push the boat from shore. Breaking the air in the stillness of the bay Intensity of stars reflected in the harbor Silently ignite The oar dips into oil-like water And we are away Tonight, but your mind may wander into those deep lagoons that you know, and your boat will go by starlight. Alone. You sang to the 
back to shore Breathe in the air and the stillness of the bay Intensity of stars reflected in the water Silently ignite The ore dips into oil-like water From her 2000 album, You Were Here, that was Sarah Harmer with her song, Lodestar. How great was that song? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard that before. That's yeah, really nice. It's crazy because like, it's got, it's weird because it's one of those tracks I always skipped over because of the first little kind of guitar riff. It didn't really ring true with me. Yeah. But then it's one of those songs that, you know, it's one of those songs that you don't like initially, but actually ends up lasting with you a lot longer, right? Yeah. Because it's just such an amazing those song. Those are better right? songs. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's, same thing happened with me with Don't Drink the Water. I never liked it, that song at the <laughs> beginning, and now I love it, and now yeah. it's a lot more timeless than any of the... Is that recently. a cello in that song? Is I that believe that? so. Cello, trumpets, and she she uses a lot of horns in her arrangements, so that, that cello sounds cool. nice. Um, anyways, that was just one of many, many Sarah Harmer uh, songs that are amazing, and we actually got a, a couple of play for it, so thanks to Sarah Harmer and her management, and thanks to yes. Catherine, who was our point of contact. Catherine at the 
the Harmer headquarters uh, for letting us play that music. There are no uh, shows currently scheduled for Sarah Harmer, so we have none to promote at this point, but perhaps <laughs> she'll stop by in town and you can check it out. Okay, so I'm going to start this discussion. I'm going to open up some floodgates here and, uh, and see, okay. see, sure. see where it goes. It, the discussion could end right... You know those discussions we have on the ETC podcast where it's like I state something and you just kind of agree and then that's it? Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> okay, so over the past couple of podcasts, for those listening, uh, we mentioned the whole phenomenon of Twitter. Right? Okay. And you're a huge supporter of Twitter. Yes, I use it a lot. Yes. And, Not a lot, but... And I started kind of, uh, you know, I started kind of agreeing a bit. To an right. extent. Like the other night, I was thinking Twitter would be great, right? I'm not here to talk about Twitter at all, though. I'll invite you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm here to talk about is um, this kind of phenomenon that's happening recently. And it's not just Twitter, but the idea of Twitter and Facebook and even going as far as text messaging and maybe even email and maybe even MSN messaging. Okay? Right. Is that it's kind of removing um, face contact and human kind of interaction, right? Yeah. In the, in well, the traditional sense, right? Maybe. It's kind of removing face-to-face contact uh, and conversations, and it's kind of removing voice-to-voice kind of conversations, right? Even on the phone, right? Like, no longer do that you... That I'll agree with. Yeah, you no longer do you kind of call somebody up and you say, you know, let's go to the movies or whatever. You probably maybe Twitter it or you Facebook or you message or whatever, right? Maybe. <laughs> well, to some extent, it's definitely removing that, right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll say there's one area where it, where it removes it almost completely... And it's the idea of doing it with people that you're kind of not entirely comfortable with, right? Whether it be somebody you have a crush on or <laughs> some new friend that you've kind of met or whatever, right? Right. Like if, if you're if there's a girl you kind of like, you'll maybe MSN her or you'll text her or whatever. You won't call her. <laughs> or if there's just some people that you normally don't interact with, right? Okay. And I, don't, I find myself doing that too. I find myself like if there's, if there's somebody that I don't interact with a whole lot, right? I don't see on a regular basis. My initial point of contact is usually a text message. It's usually not me phoning them or whatever, right? Right. And I think I have a theory behind it. Okay. And I think it's a good thing, actually. I think this is actually a good thing that's happened. You know, the fact that you text message somebody or you email okay. them or whatever. Yeah. And what it does really, okay, is it removes the whole awkwardness of a rejection. Okay. <laughs> and I don't mean a rejection purely in the sense of asking somebody out, right? Because here's the thing, right? When you ask somebody, do you want to go to the movies or do you want to hang out at the bar tonight or do you want to go see a band play or whatever, right? Yeah. If it's usually with somebody that you don't regularly hang out with, right, that person will probably want to think about it a bit more, right? True. And by doing it through a text message or an email or anything like that, you actually give them that luxury of thinking about it for a bit. Yeah. Right? They don't have to like answer you right on the spot, right? Because when you ask them right there and then, it's like, hey, you want to jam tonight or do you want to do this tonight or do you want to blah, 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 right? It's like you're putting them on the spot when you ask them face-to-face, right? Right. And they always almost indefinitely say, I'll have to check my schedule. I'll have to figure <laughs> out what's going on, right? Because they haven't had the time to think about it, right? Yeah. With an email or a text message, that actually gives them the chance to think about it. Right. And no, what, that, I agree with that. And on top of that, it gives them a chance to kind of word their answer however they want to word it, Right. Right, and I think that's a more fair interaction with somebody that you don't interact with that much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you say so? Well, yeah, I think it's uh, it is very situational though. Yeah, and it all like the it's it, it's uh, it all depends on the the person too, and and the nature of you know whatever you're 
yeah whatever sort of event or communication but trying to set up but i for, I, I do agree for the most part there's a lot of times when it's uh like don't you think it's actually a, a good thing that this has been introduced because again like let's say someone like asks you right yeah let's say someone you haven't hung out with that often or whatever and they're like hey i'm having a barbecue at my house this weekend or whatever you want to come yeah. right don't you think if they asked you face to face you'd probably instinctively kind of be like oh I'll, I'll see you or whatever no yeah i agree it's definitely like stuff like that yeah it, there's more there's more good to having this stuff than than yeah. i can think of bad so no i, I plus def- it'd be kind of weird if you got a call from someone you didn't really know that well and it's like hey i'm having a barbecue next week and you're like uh okay yeah exactly that's exactly it right you kind of start to feel awkward and you start yeah. to feel like uh i don't know like you know I, it's like do you want an answer now your mind is instantly trying to find excuses right yeah. and, and you're always like oh i'll have to see you or whatever right and and like okay there's no question in my mind that eventually that kind of stuff should lead to face to face interaction or should lead to well of course you know like hanging out right like like yeah. if like i hate i don't i hate the idea of this stuff replacing true human true human interaction right yeah but i mean i don't think it's gone that far yet it's not like you get a Facebook invite on Facebook saying and then you have a date Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I invite I, you to this Facebook chat next weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I agree. But there are some people. Sure, it though, happens. Right? I'm sure it happens. But. I, I think people are afraid of that. People are afraid like that. It's going to do that, right? That that MSN, for example, with MSN, we no longer have phone conversations. Or anything like yeah, that, right. But I think with MSN, it removes. It gives you that option. The people you want to have phone conversations with, you have phone conversations with. But the people you don't want to have phone conversations with, and you just want to like tell them something, or you, you have a quick question for somebody online, right? Yeah. It's just it, it's it's another outlet for that, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Like I, again, I I really hate the idea of you know some nerd you know who stays in his basement and is online all the time and just <laughs> that's all he does, right? Yeah. And never faces the world. Yeah. I definitely am totally hundred percent <laughs> against that. But I do like how these things introduce that social kind of. It's it's interesting though because you know this like you go back even like ten years ago. Yeah, they didn't have this stuff, right? Well, right. Maybe, maybe a little further back, but it's like how did the world ever operate without without something like this? With they, a lot of awkward conversations, conversations right? <laughs> maybe it wasn't awkward because that was just the norm, right? Maybe yeah. So because I mean even like I don't have a te- I don't have a text messaging plan, right? But yeah. I'll pay the fifteen cents if I can afford like. And it's not even like a fear of rejection or anything like that. It's just putting somebody in that awkward position. Because I know when someone asks me, I don't like to be in that awkward position. Like when someone asks me, oh, do you want to come over this weekend or blah, blah. Do you want to do this or do you want to do that, right? Yeah. If I'm not, again, if I it's the first time I've ever hung out with that person or whatever, I'm, I'm always going to be hesitant, right? As but cool as that person is. I'm right? just saying like, do you think it's just because like, do you think the nature of like human interaction has changed? I think that's the biggest, bigger question here. Has have all these things changed in nature of of how we interact like is it only awkward because we have alternate means like why would we call someone directly and bother them and whatever you know <laughs> I, yeah well, when, you're right you're when right. we could just you know we, we don't even answer immediately just ask them later but you know 20 years ago what would you do like mail them send them a letter it's like hey <laughs> what's up i guess that's a good well, point though like it's, maybe I, maybe in the past we never even it's very interesting because like that's something that's like if you look back like 20 years ago that's yeah. like something that's like a major difference i think in society just stuff like that like text messaging and all that stuff right um so it's interesting but i mean like i guess it's always been around in some form just like more more primitive back because you know stuff like news groups um, right, on the, on the I, internet, right? I, uh, started from like mailing lists, uh, people actually mailing each I other. I do that stuff, right? Yeah, so, you know. Maybe. But I, I, I think you bring up an interesting point, though, because maybe in the past, though, if it, 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 it wasn't like people didn't feel that way about like randomly calling no, no, people. No, no, up. no, no. They would feel that way, yeah. but it, 
it got to the point where they felt so awkward that they didn't want to do it at all. <laughs> right? Okay. So it's almost like this opens up that channel, right? It's like if there's some if there's somebody that I'm not that comfortable with calling, it yeah. opens up a channel for me to, you know, but, in, like like say mass emails, right? Yeah. Like invite a bunch of people to my house this weekend, right? Like I feel more comfortable with that than calling each individual person who I don't really know that well, right? But do you not think in 1985 there was not another Casey who wanted to have like a house party and like let's say there was somebody he didn't really know and wanted to invite? How how would that happen? <laughs> They would probably well okay the people they're comfortable with inviting they'd probably call up and say they come to my house to the party right yeah. the people they weren't very comfortable with they'd have to be put point they'd have to be in a situation let's say where there's a group around be like hey invite that person or come blah blah, blah. okay but it was never like an individual invite so that's right? that's what I'm curious do you think society's actually changed now because do you think like like way way back like twenty years ago do you think there was like a lot of like random interactions like this because you know we get a lot of random interactions today because of the nature of yeah, how yeah we and I think there isn't. Isn't as much, right? Yeah. Like, like, people would only talk to people that they were comfortable with back, back then. then right? Yeah. So, that's, I think that, I so that it's really almost like a, a super positive thing that this is in place because <laughs> it's encouraging more more contacts, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, I talk to way more people nowadays because of this stuff because I'll meet someone randomly at the bar or whatever, right? And let's say like he plays guitar. I'll be like, hey, we should jam sometime. Yeah. And now I interact with that person on a casual basis yeah. rather than like, you know, a full up because he's not someone I would normally hang out with that much. Yeah. But, you know, casually I'll interact with him. And it, it, it just, I guess that's the whole point of social network. I think the right? next step is like if you meet someone and you can just ask him, it's like, hey, it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, I'll talk to you later. It's like, can I, uh, you know, contact you later? And then automatically somehow you have his like their contact info. Yes. It should be like transferred. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Again, for the record, for the record, <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of it removing human interaction. But I do like yeah. the idea of how it encourages human interaction and it removes the stupid, awkward well, position that you know, puts people things in. Things like this always have, like, you know, there's always two ways to it, right? I right. mean, it's like there's always going to be um, that kind of, like, disadvantage or, like, you know, people kind of, like, going towards the, the uh, un good part yes. part of it right so there's going to be people who like might lose social interaction because of this mm-hmm. you know but then there again there's a lot of people like you said that gain taking advantage gain yeah, a, exactly. you know social social networking or whatever you want to call it from this so it's uh i think again all depends on the person exactly i think, that, uh, I think that's so. a good point all right so if you have any questions comments or concerns about that email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com or post on a comment session at the etc podcast.blogspot.com yeah. we'll be back in 10 seconds Okay, welcome back to episode 27. Uh, <laughs> what happened there? I just I, stumbled on my own words. <laughs> episode 27 of the ETC podcast. Okay. For this April 26th, my name is Casey Lee, and sitting next to me as always is. Aaron. Now, we uh, spent quite a long time talking long. about that last section, yes. which brings I, us to a close close of this episode. But I think we need to we need to mention some like ETC-type news. We do. So, Aaron, <laughs> what's your... Okay. Kind of uh, random fact of the day. Do you remember last, well, I don't know, it was the last podcast or the one before, mm. the uh, discussion about the Google car, the street view? Yes, 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 Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't, but apparently it is It's around. Go. And, it's you know, it's around, funny yeah. because uh, in the local newspaper, the Ottawa Citizen, there was, I think it was the Ottawa Citizen, there was like a little blog, like a little log from a, uh, 
from a journalist okay. tracking it. So it's like 2.30 p.m. It's like, I, it's like I go here, I ask uh, so-and-so at this business, they've seen it. And he's like, <laughs> tra- he's trying to track it. That's awesome. And he's like getting photos from random people around the city of this like car with this huge thing right. on top of it. Uh, so he's trying to track it down. So, you know, that's pretty funny. So, like, you know, stuff like that is coming up. But there's there's also, like, and this is the beauty of the internet. You know, something like this is bound to happen. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I can't even believe it. I don't know if it's verified yet. Maybe it's a big joke. But it's it's funny regardless. And, like, somebody had to take the effort to, like, fabricate this. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, it, it has to drive around and take pictures, right? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, somebody found, while looking on Google, on the street view, pictures that were already taken, on this random highway or road... They see this deer on the road, okay? Okay. It appears to be running across the road. Yeah. Right? So then they see the deer, and then they, like, turn the picture. Because when, you, when, when, you, like, when you're rotating, you basically, you can see it loads up another picture, right? Right. So they go to another picture, right? Or, like, the next, they go forward on the road. Yeah. Because the deer is down the road. They go forward on the road. Right. The deer is gone. Okay. So, like, it's like, hmm, where did the deer go? So they look behind. Yeah. They turn around on, on the street view thing. The deer is dead on the ground no come on right that can't be real i don't know i don't know if it's real or not but i, I just i found this on the internet and it looks convinced it looks totally convincing like <laughs> but i guess the thing is right they probably take so many photos that yeah they probably don't filter them right maybe yeah, exactly like but you think they would they wouldn't though like that's kind of a hard thing to, to not notice that you hit a deer but and then oh yeah you're right you're right you mean the, the google street car people would probably have been like oh by the way <laughs> Don't, when you're doing this section, don't, don't like look at those photos again. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I maybe I should verify this. That's but, crazy. But yeah, there it's it's like it's hilarious. Like, there's pictures of the deer. That's got to be fake, though. I, I don't know <laughs> if I believe that. Can we can we get some ETC listeners to verify to verify it? this? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna post a link. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the web, but I mean that could be faked, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, though. But uh, yeah, there's there's been some other legitimately funny things that you know aren't fake though, like because you know, like you said, they, like it's crazy how many of these are going around taking pictures, right? Right. Like there's a picture of a random guy with like a like a machine gun walking by on the street. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some like really random stuff. So right. it's yeah. it, it's interesting because I I did notice on AutoCitizen.com that people were posting their own like <laughs> entries. They're kind of like. Oh, I saw the Google Street thing here. I saw the the Google Street thing here. Blah it's blah. Like, I didn't realize there's some guy following it though. It's like a it's like a world it's like a worldwide uh, Where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah, as yeah. if there's a prize or something. If people like wanna, they think they'll be special. They they see this. So. Yeah. Although I, I'd love to yeah. find it too. So I, I'm glad though they are they did get the go ahead to do it. Yeah. Um. So and there's there's been weird things like sometimes they know where the, where it's gonna be. Right. People like know them so. Yeah. Um, there's this one instance. This like I, I saw this 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 like car club knew that if this was in Japan that this uh, it'd be going by on this road. Right. So what they did is they all like they all camped out on in this huge parking lot. Yeah. And they all like lined up to get like a nice photo. Yeah. So it actually drove by, and if you go and look at it, they're all lined up, and everyone's like standing there <laughs> with a photo op. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, so we're coming to a close on this episode 27. Apparently, not that fulfilled of information. Uh, episode hey man, Google the, Street Car, Street View <laughs> Car running over a deer of the UTC podcast <laughs> for this fine April 26. Before I go, I got to mention something that's been on my list for a long time, and I just want to get it out really quick. Yeah, it is not called an iTouch. <laughs> it's called an iPod Touch. I uh, I'm guilty of that sometimes too. I'm very. I, I just hate when people call it an iTouch because it's not I, called I know, an iTouch. It is not, and it's such a like how stupid a name would that be i know it's called an ipod touch please people get it right i know it's a stupid pet peeve of mine but it definitely is a pet peeve of mine so that's it for me casey lee and sitting next to me as always is aaron snecker we'll see you later
by an eye touch. <laughs>